What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Rebunked. My name is Scott. I have a fantastic episode for you here tonight. Um, before we get too far into it, I just want to tell you how you can come support the show. So head over to Rebunked.News is the website. Um, you're going to see all the video platforms that I'm on, including Band.Video. And so they give me a voice and a platform to say the things that most platforms don't want me to say. So support them over at InfoWarsStore.com. Uh, also on Rockfin, Rumble, BitChute, and Odyssey. I'm on all podcast players. So please take a moment, subscribe. Five-star reviews go a long ways for driving the show into other people's ears. And then the premium content is over on Subscribestar. So Subscribestar.com forward slash Rebunked. I have premium episodes and five bucks a month goes a long way to help support the show. Best way to stay up to date with the show is on Telegram. So I'm on all these other social media platforms that you'll find at Rebunked.news. However, Telegram is probably the best way to stay in touch. I'm on there, you know, throughout the day responding to people's uh, messages. So uh, definitely t.me forward slash rebunked pod. And then any value for value donations you'll see at the bottom of rebunk.news. Also want to shout out the t-shirt shop rebunk.news forward slash shirts. We've got two different styles of build. Compliance is violence. Can't depopulate an idea. We are many. They are few. I see false flags and several more designs. So go check it out. And then uh, also uh, another great way to support the show and your health is at truthtrs.com, which is a heavy metal detox spray that helps absorb and eliminate all the heavy metals from your body. So truthtrs.com. All right, guys, without any further ado, I'm very, very excited and grateful to have our guest here tonight, who is the senior producer over at InfoWars, Mr. Rob Dew. Rob, welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going? Sorry, I was uh, just sending out your live stream link. Can you hear me good? I can hear you just fine. Thank you so much for joining me, man. All right. <clears throat> uh, so, man, uh, so you were back on the show back when I was doing Truthzilla. So this is the new show, and I'm really grateful to have you on. Uh, thank you, you know, for helping me have a platform over at Bandot Video. Like, that's just been a huge, uh, you know, a huge thing for me, you know, getting my voice out there to a new audience. And then your audience is like the audience, you know what I'm saying? Like, geez, wait. So... Before we get too far into it, there's so much to talk about. There's so much to talk about that I want to get into with you. But before we get too far into it, a lot of our listeners may not know that in addition to, uh, I mean, you guys, Rob is like a, a general in the information war against this new world order, man. Like <laughs> you are doing so much work behind the scenes driving this. But did you guys know that Rob's also quite the puppeteer and voice actor, right? <laughs> so you say. Okay, okay. Well, I want to I want to surprise you guys. So Rob, Rob does a show called Grunions, uh, which is on YouTube, and and I got a little clip here to play, and then we'll we'll get back into it. So let's just play this clip. One second. Ma, we need your help. Oh, who's we? Ah, me and my new friend, President Grump. President Grump, you're wanted by the federal budget of investigations and the Grunt State. You can't be here! You're gonna ruin my big day! What? Yeah, she's always this dramatic. Look, Ma! President Grump is totally innocent! He's being framed by the Grunt State! Let me guess! Podcasts! No! Look around! Have you seen massive piles of dead Grunions? There's no piles around here! Cause my audience wears masks! Okay. All right. So there you go. So there you go. So Rob Grunions, man, the Grun State. I, that's, that cracks me up, dude. So tell us a little bit about the, 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 how did that come to be? How did Grunions come to be here? 
Well, um, let's see. My uh, friend Alan Grunion is the guy who produces that, and um, I helped him out with uh, some production ideas and some. Uh, I helped out with the song. I wrote the song. He's not a musician. Nice. So um, I helped him out, but he does most of the work. I uh, I do a little bit here and there and offer uh, some ideas here and there. Um, but it's just kind of a project that he's run with, and I am uh, was able to get the show on uh, War Room played it one season, mm-hmm. and then uh, I think it's still on the War Room channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, but it's it's a it's a fun little project. Um, I've actually I've seen. I've bought puppets and given them to Alan and, and then I see him in there because I'm not sure when they're going to appear. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, cool. But uh, yeah, I would I would love to take all the credit for Grunions. But uh, okay. unfortunately, it's um, I do help promote it, though, because, you know, Alan is not much for getting on um, getting on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been trying to talk him into it, but he just doesn't want to. Um, I think he just likes to play with his puppets, but uh, he's got a good sense of humor. So we got to like that. Yeah, totally. It's it's good. It's good levity, man. We need to be able to laugh at all this insanity, which, yeah. you know, I mean, it's it's almost the insanity in and of itself is laughable. Like, like we, they, we don't need to even satirize it anymore. It's literally just so blatant in your face, absurd and obscene. Right. That, I mean, is that is that part of this is just to make reality so absurd? That we just run to the metaverse or something like what? What do you? <laughs> well, I, the idea is, it's it's a 1984 idea where they can change you know the definition of definition, and when they're able to do that, um, they then they can change anything. So it's it's the idea is that they can change reality whenever they want. Uh, all it takes is a couple of um, a couple of their paid writers for the deep state, the grunt state, whatever you want to call them. You know they're all they're they're all on board for. Um, creating a society where they can dictate reality and that's all this stuff you know got when i think when trump got elected it, it tore their reality up and now they're trying to claw that back and they, they had a a small victory today which is a shame for people everywhere who like to question events um or, or question anything uh question elections question uh the way our our system works question our officials um you know, that is all going to be in jeopardy uh, once people look at this case and then go, oh, you know, all we have to do is, you know, as lawyers, all we have to do is claim they won't give us something that they mm-hmm. we think they have. And when they don't give it to us, we can default them and then they can't even mount a defense. So when you can't even mount a defense for what you've said, uh, it, it's we're, we're in a sad, a sad, sad state in this country right now. So yeah, I'm, not, I'm not happy with it. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's so frustrating. So I'm assuming you're talking about uh, Alex's Alex Jones's case right now, which I've been following. Yeah. You know, I've, I've been listening to like you know other like third party independent interpretations of it, and it just seems to be the most egregious miscarriage of justice. I've heard that term thrown around, but like literally every single constitutional protection we have has been thrown out in this case, and it's it's just emblematic of you know not only the fact that. Okay, so we saw this in the deplatforming, you know, that was around the time there were several, you know, people that were deplatformed, but, you know, Alex and Infowars, it was truly like this, the coordinated deplatforming across all platforms, you know, that was, that was the alarming thing. So Alex was definitely like Infowars was the, the canary in the coal mine, as they say, right? And now exactly right. we're seeing the same thing usually with the judicial system. And then it's, it's scary. Can you, yeah. Well, once they can weaponize that, um, then you can have show trials, you can have kangaroo courts, you can have tribunals and when you aren't able to mount a defense it like like as you could in the past well then they could go oh well see he's been on trial he's had a trial he was found guilty so then they can run with that narrative 
uh, like they were saying, he was found guilty. He was found guilty. He was found, they don't say the judge. You could find it every once in a while, but that he was defaulted by the judge. Uh, the judge who is seen wearing Obama T-shirts, the judge who is seen, you know, on her Facebook pages, all kind of photos. You can go check them out and see what you you, you think if she was biased or not. Uh, but diehard Democrat, died in the wool Democrat for sure, leftist maybe. Um, but it, it's – and you could see in the way, uh, if you're watching the trial, how uh, constantly overruling the defense, constantly sustaining – for the prosecution, um, I think maybe two or three calls went in the favor of Alex Jones, uh, and I'm being generous when I say that. So it's 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 sad when they can weaponize this stuff because if people think it's just going to end with that, oh, they got Alex Jones, oh man, yeah. they're coming after you, they're coming after everybody else, anybody that's speaking out, they're going to start coming after them because they've set the precedent like they did when they deplatformed him, and then it went all the way up to President Trump getting deplatformed when he was still in office. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I've been so like since day one, you know, digging my heels in the ground when it came to the masks, because we were saying, well, we knew like, you know, that was the that was right around when I started podcasting. You know what I mean? Like that's that that was the point that we realized we had to take action. And we said we have to stop with the masks because the mask is going to lead to, you know, everything that we're seeing now, the forced vaccinations, the the, the social credit score, the digital currency. Like the, we were all we were talking about that in like May of 2020. You know what I mean? And it's like we gave up so much ground, and it's like they're still pushing. They're pushing so well, hard right now, and we're giving up a lot of ground. Pox, man. It's coming yeah. back with monkeypox. Yep. Um, this is a little more visual, so you can tell who has it and who doesn't. Uh, what, the, what the interesting thing is they won't say, hey, don't go out and have gay sex orgies, which is <laughs> where it seems to be traveling yeah. most um, in, in, the, in the gay community, the gay man, man community. They don't even say gay men. They say men who have sex with men, which is even yeah. weirder. Than to just say gay men or gay orgies. It's men who have sex with men orgies. We call that gay. I mean, yeah. it's, uh, but we can't say that. We can't go out and tell them, hey, don't do that. We we can't stop these festivals and these parades. Even though when COVID was going around, everything stopped. Now there's a health emergency. And I, maybe they got it to that point where they can have their health emergency. Oh, just in time, right before the midterms. Now it's all mail-in ballots. You see what's going on in Arizona where they still haven't got us the results in Maricopa County yet hmm. still. And I think they put in like 5,000 votes today or something. I think I read that. I'm, uh, I'm not positive, but you've got these, these systems that are set up that are supposed to work pretty, pretty easily. Like an election supposed to, we've done these for a while. It should happen pretty quickly. Oh no. But when it's somebody that the system doesn't like to get elected, Oh, well now there's problems. Now we have to slow ball it. Oh, we have to, cause because, I mean, in all honesty, I believe they're manufacturing votes at this point. They're printing yeah. votes. They're trying to find the number to get to, and they weren't sure. But now they're like, okay, we need 100,000 votes. We get 100,000 votes. We can print them. They had people in Pinell County that couldn't even vote because they didn't have enough ballots. I mean, it's sickening what's going on. And they're like, oh, well, we fired the guy who, who uh, or he doesn't work here anymore. He probably just resigned because they're like, oh, you screwed up. Now you're going to resign. That was probably all planned. You got to think this stuff didn't they don't just quit oh without a fight no man these people are they're they're planning on throwing this election cuz they don't want to see Carrie Lake become governor because then they know well the jig is up and hopefully there's enough people in Arizona watching what's going on and they can um you know they're going to do something about it they're getting making videos and whatnot but that's where the the next uh, battle for citizen journalism is is going to be in these this uh midterms and primaries cuz let me tell you if they solidify 
what if they solidify their their theft mm-hmm. of elections and I, and I'm and I'm not speaking to just you know Democrats I'm speaking to all globalist loving rhinos leftists all of them in one pot if they can solidify this it's over it's going to be yeah. over and it's going to be a two two or three generations before anything changes and yeah. that's bad because we were so close to like changing you know making NATO held accountable uh keeping the world at peace all these things are happening, and now Joe Biden's got in two years later. Wow, we're about to start a second war. You know, China's about to invade Taiwan. It's it's insane what's going on, and you can't get the press to do anything but maybe talk about, you know, oh Biden's working on the wall. Huh, is that racist or not? You know, it's it's so it's so disgustingly sad to watch grown adults act like fucking retards. Yeah, I mean, that's really the only way to say it. They're absolutely. acting like they're retarded. They're acting like they don't know what reality is, and and that's a shame. Yeah, absolutely. And and you know, I I for the longest time, like especially after twenty twenty, got so black pilled and demoralized to the point where I was just like, okay, there is no political solution now because this is going to continue on. You know, yeah, it's important to fight on all fronts, absolutely. But like, you know, just seeing how that went down is just like, man. And now now it's almost to the point where like, okay, now there's no judicial solution to this either. You know, like we we've seen like it's just the corruption on all sides. It's like. My big focus for the last couple of years, and especially you like I just moved to Nashville to Tennessee and I'm trying to build community out here, you know what I mean, in a place that's not completely and like there were some great people out in Oregon. I, I love everybody out there that I got to know, but like out here it's like, you know, already I'm finding myself rooted in a community that's like focused on liberty and uh trying to find uh, paying state income tax. Yeah, well, yep, there's that too. Uh but but it's like I feel like, like, for example, I hear Alex say a lot. I hear him say, like, I just want to run out to the country with my family and just, you know, just, just re, just to do that and then leave everything behind. And it's like, you know, we can do that too. We can do that too. We can do that too. We can build community. We can build community. We can build up our infrastructure and and self sufficiency and 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 move make movements towards non reliance on the system. And that's something I've been talking a lot on the show about. You know what I mean? Like that that particular aspect. I think it's possible to do all those things, but you have to understand, um, eventually they're gonna come for you. Eventually, yeah. you know, if we let this thing to continue to grow, it's eventually gonna come in your backyard. And, you know, the best thing to do is to start stand up and say no and not complying because yeah. that they need your compliance to make all this stuff work. And if they don't have your compliance, um you then you can um, then at least other people see that because, you know, there's this 30, 30, 30, 30 rule. 30% of the people are, are awake to what's really going on in this country. And then you have 30% that um, love to follow and be told what to do. And there's another 30% that are kind of like either way. They don't, they don't really carry the way, but they could be persuaded either way. So you can make a 60% majority or 66% majority, whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Or you could, they could be a 66% majority in the other direction, which is towards tyranny and, you know, forced vaccination. So people have, uh, you have to, you have to keep waking people up. You have to keep explaining to them, Hey, you know, life is not just found in a screen on your phone. You know, life is out there and you need to, you you need to wake up to what's going on or, or these things that you think you have, you will never have ever again. And your children definitely won't have them. If you could even have children at this point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, and, and even those of us that didn't take the shot, like just, you know, I can, in Eugene, Oregon, I can literally feel the spike proteins floating through the air. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even know what <laughs> kind yeah, of damage that did. It's what, you know, what's sad is I used to have, you know, some friends on, on that were nobody like Bush. So it was very, mm-hmm. you know, an anti-Bush crowd back in the day. 
and on both sides. And um, and then Obama came in and then they just kind of like didn't get political. And then when Trump came in, it was anti-Trump. And then it was like, oh, you have to take this vaccine. But I also want to be able to kill my baby anytime before it's born or maybe even after it's born. I want to be able to kill it. Mm-hmm. And I, that doesn't square with me. If you're for women's health and you're for women's rights, you shouldn't be for killing. You know, 50 percent of these babies are killing are are are, are women. Um, and, you know, if, it, if it's just a clump of cells, then so pretty soon you're a clump of cells. So that's what that's what it turns into. It's not just the baby. Then it's the old people. Then it's the dumb people. And it's the infirm people. And then it's you because you're not smart enough. Mm-hmm. And because you didn't pass on this test and you didn't get the uh, the brain chip and you don't need enough bugs, now you're a clump of cells. So all these dehumanized people out there better better realize that. And I'm I'm probably preaching to the choir, but people they will become a clump of cells. Lest you, mm-hmm. if everything is a clump of cells, then soon you will be. Yeah. I mean that's so much. I mean the dehumanization part part of it is such a huge part of this agenda. You know that like humans are are being phased out. You know if they if they have it their way, there's no way they're gonna win. Like I have zero percent faith in the fact that they're gonna pull off what they're trying to pull off. They just don't have the means to do it, or or the human will will, prospo- will prosper and prevail over and above anything that they try to pull. It may be dark. It may get a little scary as they're backed into a corner and like a scared little animal. They're gonna lash out and fight. As they're as they're you know approaching the end of their agenda, but there's no way they'll prevail in the end. But we may, we're, but we have to like it's a world decision. Well, either, but it's not a foregone conclusion. If everybody just stands around and goes, well, they're not going to prevail. They'll yeah. prevail. You know, they'll they'll keep mass mandates. They'll you know what stopped the what what created the changes in the school were people getting up and speaking at school boards so much so that the school boards freaked out and ran to the FBI saying we've got domestic terrorists. You know. Yeah. That, that, and now it just came out that the FBI is, is looking at people with Gadsden flags once again, which yeah. we saw back in 2009. This is a repeat of the Obama administration. People need to understand that. And Obama created this division that we're seeing today, and it started with classifying people who have the Gadsden flag, who supported Ron Paul, Bob Barr. If you don't know who these people are, they're libertarians. If you supported these people, you, under the uh, Missouri Intelligence Service, called the MIAC Report, you can go look it up, M-I-A-C. That was in 2009, and they had these people classified as possible domestic terrorists. And now we're seeing the same thing today. You got the Betsy Ross flag, which we sell Betsy Ross flag T-shirts. We're probably classified. Well, Infowars sells these things. Yeah. Um, and so you got to look at these, uh, at what they're doing, that encroachment of saying, oh, if you don't agree with our system, well, you, you're probably a domestic terrorist. So now there's no room to disagree. There's no room to live your own life. It's follow these rules and change your gender once a year. So that's that's where it's it's sickeningly going with with uh, what these people want and, and their dream. And all it takes is for normal people to go, man, you know, we complied this first time because we were trying to be good Americans and, and you screwed us over and you ruined the economy and you doubled the price of gas. And people need to people need to wake up and they definitely need to vote and they need to vote in such high numbers that when they look at these votes and they go, well, we have uh, 100,000 people in this county, but we have 600,000 votes. How did that happen? You know, you know, that's that's the only way you're going to beat these people is to do it with sheer force. And uh, it's like the trilogy from, I think, A Bug's Life and the Grasshoppers and the Ants. If the ants find out and they rise up, it's all over. It's all over. Absolutely, man. Well. Okay, so shifting gears just a little bit. So I uh, 
I was I was fortunate enough to be uh, one of a group of people, a group of us went to the premiere of okay. Alex's War in Nashville, right? So it premiered in like Nashville. I think it's out in all theaters right now. So you guys just go to Alex's War Movie.com, I think it is. Uh, but but uh man, what a powerful piece. And I was so happy to see you featured so so prevalently in there. That what, what was your experience like with that film, like filming that movie? Well, you know, I at no time did I ever go, I'm filming a documentary because we were just filming what was going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They asked for some of our footage uh, later um, after that, but then going through and getting, you know, older clips. But, you know, uh, it was interesting having the camera crew around because they were there, but they weren't. Um, they were definitely fly on the wall. They weren't asking a bunch of questions, except when they were interviewing people. They, I think I do. They asked me a few questions in the beginning, uh, but they were like, can you sit, do a sit down interview? I'm like, no, I, I don't do sit down interviews um, like that. But I said, you know, I got to tear down the studio if you want to come talk to me while I'm doing that. Um, you know, and I think I think I they they didn't I think they used maybe like three or four minutes of that. But regardless, uh, I think uh, uh, Alex. Uh, Moyer did a very good job. Her mm -hmm. camera crew did a very good job. Uh, we'd see them. It, it's funny. We'd be out at an event shooting something, and then you'd look over and you'd see one of their camera people, either Alex or, or uh, she had a, a, a little shorter guy who's a really good cameraman. You'd see one of them out there, like getting another angle of this stuff. And then you, I saw that in the in the final um, film when when she put it out. But I, she did a great job editing. As an editor, you know, it takes a lot of time. And to put all these things together, to organize it, to classify it, to, you know, look at what everybody's doing. And if you look at the credits at the end, there's not a lot of people working on this this movie. Uh, you know, take, for instance, um, the the new Beavis and Butthead that just got yeah. reissued. They're doing the shorter version. The, they're going back to, like, the shorter TV episodes. But you look at the number of people on that, and it's for, like, a 30-minute piece. And then you look at what was, you know, done for Alex's War, probably, a, you know, a quarter of that and most of it was done by by two or three people and then there was some help you know with some promotion that's what most of the other people are there's probably like four or five people that really worked on that film from beginning to end and then you know she had a, a promo crew and some people uh funding it but hats off to her she did a great great job i think it's the, the fairest documentary uh you could put out and you know he 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 alex really uh what needed that with all the other stuff that's going on this is a, i think a good boost um i saw it with him twice i saw a pre-screening a, a couple months in back in february i believe it was mm -hmm. or march and then i was at the the premiere well the i guess the it was like before the the opening night so it was like the week before mm -hmm. i was at that one in uh, austin and, and it was just it was great to see uh, what it was great to see is the number of people that were there that didn't look like your typical conservative, mm -hmm. but were like open to what was being said and getting it. You know, they weren't just like, ha ha ha, I'm being a trendy. Like there were people in the theater laughing, people remarking, people shouting at the screen, uh, saying stuff. And it, you know, when you have that with a movie, you've definitely done a good job as a filmmaker when you're eliciting, you know, public reaction. And and so, I mean, that was more of a probably a tighter control than most screenings. But still, I mean, I was looking at these people. I'm like, look, millennial trendies. A lot of these people are millennial trendies. And but they seem to get what was going on, too, because I think after living with covid for two years and the lockdowns and all that, they're like, oh, wow, he's right. Now, 
all of our freedoms are going away if we don't uh, stand up and do something. And this guy hadn't been saying this for like two years. You know, he didn't just start his podcast yesterday. He's been doing it since the late 90s, mid to late 90s, starting off and trying to warn people. And, and, you know, he's. I wouldn't say he's refined his message. His message has been pretty much the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you could listen to stuff he was saying back in, you know, early two thousands. It sounds like him today, just with a more gravelly voice today. Yeah. And I mean, that's true probably for a lot of people, you know, a lot of people that are waking up, it's like, God, I don't know. There was that meme. I think Elon Musk either made it or tweeted it out where it's like, here's me standing here. I'm the same, but the agenda, like the Overton window keeps moving yeah. off to the, to this direction. And all of a sudden I'm over here with all these folks and dude, I'm just staying in, in the same spot. Like I didn't move at all. And it's so true. Like he, the film, and again, just his story, you know, he's been, his message is pretty clear, like anti new world order, anti globalist, anti, like all this stuff, like all the anti, the anti, anti human stuff. Right. Yeah. And, and being pro-American doesn't mean you're anti other countries. It means, Hey, become like what we are because we are the standard. Our country is the standard. Our country is the wealthiest. Our country has the the most to offer people. and uh, But other countries could have that too. Other countries have more natural resources. Other countries have smaller populations, so they're, they, could, they could distribute resources easier. Mm-hmm. But America set the standard for what it is, and that's why you look around and there's all types of people here because they see that. And that's why they want to come here. And I don't fault those those. Those immigrants coming from from uh, down south trying to cross the border, I don't fault them for wanting to come here. But you got to bring people in the right way. And you yeah. can't just let them come in unfettered and, and just, just bring them into the country and then do whatever you want. you got to have a process. And we could have a process. We could have a very fair process that brings people in. But you can't just let people come in. Or you're going to get shipped off to Washington, D.C. Like, what are your thoughts on that? That's kind of like epic <laughs> i think it's good but it, it also just disguises the problem it, True. it, it just it, you know it's, it's, it's dirty politics and so it, yeah it does it, leave it, a bad taste in your mouth but at the same time it's like i mean it, it did wake them up and then yeah. now, now these democrats are going oh we need the national guard to come out yeah. and, this. and it's like well oh now you know what it's like to live on the border but when you go down to the border uh, probably i'd say a good 30 to 40 percent of the population is somehow benefiting from illegals coming over because there's a lot of money involved and once people come over driving them around uh putting them up to stay somewhere for a little while um uh, organizing people uh, making sandwiches there's all kind of things having hotel rooms there's all kind of businesses that make a lot of businesses you know that do a lot of business from these illegals coming over yeah and so some some of these people are happy to have these people come over because that's more money for them. These churches, these Christian organ, so-called Christian organizations that are going, hey, we're going to help import people into the country and not the right way. We're just going to do it because we say it's the Christian thing to do. Well, I say the Christian thing to do is you don't just bring people in and turn them loose and, and without educating them on what's going on, you know, giving them a cell phone and a, and a, and a, a money card doesn't do anything. All that does is create more problems down the road because that money eventually runs out. And then what are these people going to do? Well, you keep, you kept giving them a fish. You never taught them how to fish Mm -hmm. and then you got problems. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, again, just, just, it's so gross how it's, it's just being used again. Like what is, what is that? What is that old, uh, I hear Alex talking about it a lot. It's the old, uh, 
plan where you just overwhelm the system with welfare and then it collapses under cloud its own cloud and piven. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's that, and, and then if, if you read books like, you know, none dare call it conspiracy, you know, they call it pressure from above and pressure from below pressure mm-hmm. from below is illegal immigration pressure from above is taxation. And Hey, you don't get a jury trial and uh, we're going to, we're going to have all these regulations where you can't really do business and we're going to lock you down and force you to take vaccines. And then you got all these, and then you got immigrants coming in and they're hitting the middle class on both sides and they don't allow people to prosper and you stop, it stops that. So it, it's, yeah, yeah. it's a shame, you know, people have to really put their phones down and look, look around and see what's going on and, and decide they want to, they want to live in a different world or, or it's just going to get worse. We're going to be a, a third world hellhole in 10 years. Yeah, exactly. And so for me, what I think the solution is, is building parallel systems, building counter economic systems that we can, you know, regardless of what they do, you know, they could throw out all the mandates. They could throw out everything they want to do, but we still in our little communities are thriving to the best of our abilities. Yeah. Stopping to rely on the system and building community, which kind of brings me to the next thing that I'm excited to talk about. Because like, if you think about it, like our, like my listeners, listeners at InfoWars, like that is our community. That could be the bridge. Like we need to start building those bridges in and amongst ourselves, you know? And, and you guys are doing, well, I don't know how, how coordinated it is from InfoWars itself, but I've heard Owen and Alex Stein talking about it. You guys are doing Summerfest 2022 yeah. down uh, in, uh, in Austin, right? Summerfest, uh, big and juicy are in front of the word Summerfest. Big and juicy Summerfest. So tell us a little bit about that because I just bought my plane ticket to Austin this morning and I'm going. Oh, wow. All right. Well, um, I'll, I'll be driving up from the country. Um, but I think those things are good because, yes, it does get people out there talking. Uh, it gets people together. And it also shows that, you know, having fun is, is something that people need to do more of. People need to go, especially having fun with, with your kids and, and taking them and doing things and showing your kids that there's you know, more to life than, than going to school and looking at a television. And, um, you know, I spend my nights with my kids, you know, going to the pool and, you know, having fun and, and, uh, I'm going to a football game tonight. Uh, one of my kids is playing football. Nice. So there, there's a lot of, but just showing them that there's more to life than just being, you know, a yes man and that you can, you know, fulfill your dreams, but also have a good time. And having a good time with people is is important because it de-stresses what's going on. So if you're walking around like this all the time, mm-hmm. you're going to, you know, break your teeth. You know, you got to let go a little bit. So I think it's good that that Owen's, uh, you know, making these things happen and doing it. I, I'm 99% I'm going to be there to, unless something comes up. But, um, you know, it it's good to have these things. The big, The one I think that really... You know, the way it started off was in 2020 when, you know, we went there and you weren't supposed to go in the park and they were all, you know, you're not supposed to go to the park. And God, I remember Trump. Sorry to get off on this. Trump oh, good. was there with the home Department of Homeland Security science guy. And they're like, oh, yeah, look, when you go, you got to be outside because this thing dies in sunlight. It dies in over 70 degree weather, you know. And they're like, oh, no, you have to stay in your home. You have to be in air conditioning. You have to be closed in together. So we're going to not let people go to parks. You know, in Austin, definitely more leftist and tyrannical than than more uh, than the other parts of Texas. Although, you know, the, all the big cities are kind of the same. They all kind of fell lockstep into, like, we're going to close off parks and playgrounds. 
that's where you want to be. And everything they could do to make that pandemic worse, they did. And it still wasn't even that bad until they started vaccinating people. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Interestingly enough, has a little post on her Facebook page saying she was vaccinated. You know, it's, I feel for these people who think they are protected after these shots. And, um, you know, we just saw Bill Russell suddenly die. He's 88 years old. So he was old. He also got the vax, you know, he got the vax, I believe in April. So, yep. Well, at some point it's just going to become overwhelmingly apparent and we're going to look around and like, there's not going to be anybody on the highways or something, man, but it's something like, I think enough people are starting to see the writing on the wall, even at a subconscious level. And so we need platforms continuing to shout it out. But I just want to I just want to remind everybody. So, you guys, everybody listening, uh, April, let's see, excuse me, August 20th, noon to six. What is it? Barton Springs Park? Is it a park? If you if you look up Barton Springs, there's a a pay side to it that's surrounded by a fence. And that's it's definitely nicer over there. Then they call it the Dog Springs, which is just over the spillway. And it's you know, it flows into Lady Bird Lake, but it's also crystal clear water. Uh, there's, you could get to it from both sides. Uh, there's parking, you know, kind of wherever, uh, it'll be on a Saturday. Uh, so there should be, should be a lot of people there cause it'll be hot. So there'll be a, a ton of people there anyway. I would suggest, um, you know, parking farther away and maybe riding a bike over cause it'll be hard to park anywhere near there. Um, you know, that's probably what, what, um, I'll be doing. Uh, but cool. it should be a lot of fun. I'm excited. Uh, and it, it, the water's deep enough where you could bring a tube, or any other type of float, uh, mask and snorkel. Um, you know, it's it's definitely got some. I remember that in 2020, we were finding these turtles this big, little snapping turtles this big, wow. baby wow. snapping turtles like swimming around the water. You pick them up and they just sit there. Eh, 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 you know, that's awesome. So that, that was neat. I still remember that to this day of, of those. But I think the biggest moment was when Alex Jones said, F you globalists, and jumped in the uh, yeah. jumped in the free side when we climbed the fence. So. That's awesome, man. Well, I'm, lo- I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm looking forward to, to meeting everybody. So that's so cool. So right on, man. So, um, gosh, there's so many, you guys, like, you weren't lying. Like, like for the last six months, a year, you guys have been saying, we got a lot of stuff in the works, got a lot of stuff in the works. And it's just bam, 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 bam. The movie, Alex has a new book out about the great reset. What's the, what's up with that? Well, I haven't even read it yet. Cause it hasn't been distributed. Uh, it comes out at the end of August. Um, uh, but you know, he got together with some people and, and, basically laid out his research and, you know, I don't even know all the full process of him writing it. Uh, but he, you know, came, came out all of a sudden there's like, Oh, there's this book. Wow. And, but it's, it's Alex Jones's ideas put to paper. Yeah. And I think the last book he wrote was uh, a nine 11 descent into tyranny, which was like from 2002 or 2003. He wrote that book. It was after nine 11, uh, might've been 2004. But, you know, he he uh, so this it's been a long time, but I think this this book is going to put everything together. Um, Steve Bannon was giving it glowing reviews and yeah, Steve Bannon's not a guy that that I would say, you know, we we're always aligned with um, or, or, you know, he was not aligned with us. Yeah. But, you know, he said some things in when he interviewed Alex, you know, one of his guilty pleasures is watching Alex Jones rants. Well, I think that's a lot of people's guilty pleasure. They yeah. may not want to admit it. Yeah. That, you know, and he's had some, uh, you know, every every week there's at least two or three good rants that encapsulize what we're going through, uh, filtered through his brain and gravelly voice. And yeah. he's able to and I think that's why he's got such longevity is his, his way with words 
and the way he can take these ideas. But the the one that comes to mind most recently, and there's been some since then, but the I'm a human supremacist. Mm-hmm. I'm a human supremacist. I am for humans. I'm not for colors. I'm for humans. And you can't really you can't really fight with that. You can't really say, oh, that's a that's a, a verboten. We can't say I'm a human. Why, why can't you say I'm a human supremacist? Why can't we say that? Oh, oh, why? Because we have to be um, cyborgs. You know, we have to be bug eaters. No, no, no. I'm a human supremacist. Humans aren't made to digest bugs. I don't know if you know that, but there's stuff inside these grasshoppers that are not for your belly. And then when they cook them, it cooks the good protein out of the bug. So you're eating crap. They're telling you it's protein. And if you were eating it the right way, you couldn't even digest it. Those are for birds. Okay. What do birds and and chickens give us? They give us eggs and chicken. So they process that stuff and give us protein that we can eat. What do cows do? They process grassland. And if you go, look, most land that cows are on can't be farmland. It's got to be grassland, just the, the nature of it. So you have these cows that are going around and goats and sheep that are turning grass into protein. And you could say that's bad for the the earth, but then you'd have overgrown forests that would then catch on fire uh, when when because uh, all the underbrush is there. You go to California, where I was recently working on a Bohemian Grove documentary. Ooh, and uh, you look at. You go in some of these forests, and these are like state parks, wood everywhere. Like it's just ready for some jerk to throw a cigarette down and walk away and burn 400 acres, you know, and they don't care. They don't care. They're just like, no, we're not. There's signs. Don't gather wood. I would be telling people to gather wood, gather whatever you want to burn in your fire pit and get it out of this forest because Every single redwood that I saw had burn scars on it from one. And they're like, we don't even know when these happened. It could have been 100 years ago. We don't know. But they're all they've all been burned at one time or another because they don't take care of their they don't take care of their natural resources. And they claim to be the environmentalist. Yet their way of environmentalism is to to let the the brush grow up so much. Don't have controlled burns. Or if you have controlled burns, do them in such a way where they cause more fires. I think most of these big fires were caused by controlled burns. Are they caused by weirdo pyromaniacs? And I think when when they catch these people, they really ought to do a number to them because they shouldn't see the light of day if you're burning down acres of land and destroying people's homes. You shouldn't, you know, you're you're not part of society anymore as far as I'm concerned. Accidents are one thing, but intent, intentional, then they catch these people doing it intentionally. Yeah, I mean, coming from Oregon, you know, Oregon, Northern California, California, like that was a huge phenomenon, right? And there was a lot of circumstantial evidence. There was people capturing people on film, like hiding in the bushes, you know, like dressed like antique people. Yeah, why do you imagine? What are you doing? Exactly. There was like highways too. Yeah, there was like sheriffs. There there was like sheriff deputies that were like caught on camera, like citizen journalists, again, like getting them on camera, like, you know, giving off information about that sort of thing. And then that sheriff deputy gets fired sort of stuff. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like, it's a phenomenon. It's absolutely true. It's absolutely true. But I hadn't thought of the whole bug thing in, in the way that you just described it, like like interrupting the circle of life, like interrupting the, yeah, the natural cycle and, and and just basically basically removing that 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 middle uh, filter that filters, yeah, the insects to us. Like we're not designed to eat the insects. That's genius. I haven't thought of it that way. Klaus, so Schwab, Klaus Schwab is not going to be eating bugs. Klaus no. Schwab is going to be having steak. He just doesn't want you to have steak. So that's that's why you got to find your local your local farm guy, your local ranch owner. Uh, yeah. There's people 
um, around, and I think it's the Texas Beef Collective. I think is the name of it. And there's there's these things everywhere where, you know, and you kind of take out the middleman. You you show up and you pay for a fourth of a cow, and you get a fourth of a cow's worth of meat, which is a ton of meat. So you got to have a good couple freezers, probably a good chest yeah. freezer, and then a lot of room in your other freezer. But you know, you could get six months, eight months worth of meat all at once. You save it, you freeze it, and and then you're not one. You're not beholden to the the change in the price of meat. You're going to yeah. get it cheaper. But people have, you know, you have to do your own legwork. I go, uh, there's a farm nearby where I get my eggs from. I don't get every egg I get from there, but a lot of, you know, every couple of weeks I'm going by there and getting three dozen eggs. Yeah. And he he charges me four dollars a dozen. I give him five dollars a dozen because I want him to continue to make eggs that are that taste way better than any store bought egg I've ever had. The yolks are yellower. It's amazing the difference between an actual free range hen that's running around eating, you know, organic stuff. And this is a guy who came from California, came out to Texas, and uh, he's got a great little uh, farm called Fluffy Bottom Farms out in Driftwood, and. Uh, you know, I call, I send him a text. Hey, I need three dozen eggs. Boom. 20 minutes later, come pick them up. Wow. I leave money in the box to take my eggs. If he's there, I'll talk to him. You know, some, a couple of times he's let us in to pet the, pet the turkeys and the, and the mules and the dogs and everything else he's got. Um, but that you have to make these relationships with your local food growers and your food producers, go to farmer's markets. You're going to get better food, find a good supply of raw milk. Raw milk's definitely more expensive, mm -hmm. but it's a million times better for your gut because, like, when they cook these crickets and stuff, they cook the protein out of them. When they pasteurize your milk, they're killing all the good enzymes and stuff in the milk. Mm -hmm. So you're better off eating raw milk. In my personal opinion, I'm not a doctor, but I drink raw milk, you know, and I do that yeah. for a reason because, it one, it tastes better, and, two, it's better for me. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, there you go. That's great solutions right there. You guys like the farmer's market or also I was going to mention it was brought to my attention. There's a website farmmatch.com that okay. helps you uh, find local, you know, raw yeah. milk distributors, eggs, yeah. meat sources around your area. So you got to do it. It takes a little bit extra time, but once you do it a couple of times, then it becomes habit forming. Yeah. And then you're, you're already in that mode and yeah. it's part of your lifestyle. Cause you have to make it part of your lifestyle. You yeah. can't be like, Oh, I got to go find, I got to go get my quarter cow again. You have to yeah. be like, I'm going to get some good steaks today, man. This exactly. is going to be awesome. You know, exactly. that, that's got to be the mindset of going forward. And, you know, we, we don't shop at their stores. We don't use their uh, credit cards. We, we distance ourselves from that system and we remove ourselves. Hey, we don't do work for these people. Yeah. You know, I think plumbers should, if, if you got a Joe Biden sign in your, in your yard, if I was a plumber, I wouldn't go visit you. I'd say, sorry. Yeah. You yeah. know, I feel you. you know, I'm the exact same way. I'm in that industry now. So I, I'm, I'm in the problem now. Okay. You want to repent? Maybe I'll come back and see you. Yeah, you know, exactly. let's, let's see what you vote for next time. Exactly. You know, right on. You can't, I, I'm sick and tired of being nice and turning the other cheek. I don't want anything to do with these people anymore. I'm not yeah. trying. I'm not trying to be their friends. I'm not. I don't care. They don't like me. Great. Don't like me. Stay yeah. away. That's all. Yeah. Stay be offended. My children. Yeah. Be, be offended. offended. Stay away. Exactly. Well, Rob, I know you got a heart out here in a couple minutes. I just wanted to say, man, like, I just really appreciate you, man, coming on, taking the time. I know you're super busy. You got a lot going on. I want to give you the final word here in just a second. I, uh, I've been watching some of the trial coverage, you know, I haven't had a chance to watch Alex on the stand yet, but I saw Owen. Owen did such a great job holding his own man. And like, you know, the thing that I took away was like, I scrolled through the comments. 
I scrolled for 10 minutes and I didn't see any comments that were negative towards Infowars, negative towards Alex, negative towards Owen. It was all people that were like either in support of or saying like, wow, I haven't heard of Alex in years. This is crazy what's going on. I can't, that judge is a jerk. Like nobody's buying it, man. Nobody's buying it. And I think this is all going to blow back in their face. Well, I'd be, you know, I guess it's not a silver lining because a $4 million judgment's a lot of money and it's, yeah. it's not good, you know, for, for Alex at this point. I don't, I don't envy him at all, but they wanted 150 million. Yeah. So you do the math on that. It's less than, uh, it's like 2% maybe might even be yeah. 1% of what yeah. they asked for, yeah. you know, and that's a jury in Austin, Texas. You know, you're not getting that jury. Um, you go outside of Texas. I don't. He's probably not paying anything. Yeah. He's paying a lot, or or a lot less, if if. But if anything at all, but just not being able to mount a defense and and working with, you know, the these ambulance chasers. You know, having to work with these people, and you know, I've been deposed a few times, and it's a it's a big pain in the ass. And, um, you know, we never told people to go to anybody's houses. We never did any of that. And we never told people to harass people. Um, but what this does is say, Hey, what if you don't think the, the, um, Vegas shooting happened the way the federal government said it did. And some victims family says, Oh, you're hurting me. You're bringing up my dead relative again. And then they sue you, you know, that's, it opens the door for all that. Anybody questioning stuff, you know, you're going to have a target on your chest uh, coming around. So be careful, be careful because they are, they are coming and this should, this should, uh, this should scare everybody. This should definitely scare everybody of what, what's going to happen. So. Amen. Amen. Well, everybody, you guys, Infowars.com, band.video. That's the spot, man. Grunions, Infowarsstore.com. Anything else you want to shout out, Rob? Um. No, I mean I'm on I'm on Getter and True Social, but okay. find me if you can, and uh, yeah, I'll talk with you. The those those uh, platforms I'll, I will say aren't nearly as fun as Twitter because it's almost like an echo chamber. But I because yeah. I do like uh, warring with these these twats out there. Yeah. Um, or that, no agenda social, no agenda social, right? Yeah, no agenda social, but that's capped. Yeah. It I think that's yeah. capped. Nobody can get in there. But yeah. but Mastodon, I think Mastodon. is the getting on Mastodon is the way of the future, those types of things. It's going to be more smaller organizations putting things out. I think Twitter's going to go away in a few years if, if uh, this Elon deal, even yeah. if it goes through, I, I, I think he's, uh, he's going to open the door on the bots. They're going to lose, you know, a lot of their income because, you know, yeah. a lot of their ad revenue is based on, they say, engaged people. And it's not engaged yeah. people, it's bots. You know, yeah. that's what's going exactly. on. Exactly. So, all right. Right on, Rob. Well, thank you so much, brother. I really appreciate it. You take care, all right? Thanks for having me. Everybody, uh, stay uh, stay safe out there and stay awake. Stay awake. All right. Peace. All right. See you later.